She's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. She's a friend to everyone, devoted to what she loves, and never stops smiling. She'll always greet you with a good old hello, and she's someone we affectionately call Grandma. Caitlin McElwain, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. I'm really nervous, but I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm so excited. All right. Well, as we do on every episode, start us off with a little bio about yourself. Tell the viewers who you are, why you're here. Okay. Well, I'm from Freeport, Illinois. Um, We call it Pretzel City because that's our high school mascot. So it's one of the only things that makes me uh, unique and approachable when it comes to meeting new people, uh, especially during welcome week and stuff. Um, But I'm a journalism and film production major. Uh, I came here because I really enjoy writing and I wanted to learn how to use it to benefit other people. Um, so that's why I'm here. Um, I'm very excited to be here. It's been a great first year. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about myself. So, yeah. Well, you already touched upon something we really wanted to hit here. Tell us what it was like to be a pretzel in high school. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I'm so glad you asked. Um, it's honestly such a unique feeling because... It sort of is just something that like we all thought was like so normal, like throwing up a pretzel sign and like <laughs> literally our like favorite phrase to say was you can eat us, but you can't beat us. And so like you just learn how to be corny and like embrace it, you know, like full send, like this is the cheesiest thing you could ever do. But, like, it's cool because it's original and unique. So I really appreciated that culture. It just made you to be really, like, proud of who you are. So So something people, like, won't know is that me and Caitlin actually went to – we were in the same conference. Our schools were Mm -hmm. in high school. So, like, I knew about the Freeport pretzels. (laughs) And, like, it's just – it was so funny. Like, everybody (laughs) thought it was so funny that, like – a school because it was a pretzel factory right yeah yeah i mean that's like the theory some people get super like deep into it and they're like okay like the school wasn't actually a pretzel factory there was just a pretzel factory downtown like seriously like some people will get like offended but like we just embrace it i mean it's definitely a part of our history so yeah it's it, it it does actually have a historical meaning to it so yeah So you talked a little bit about why you came here for journalism and your film studies major. Where do you see yourself in 10 to 15 years? Like, what do you want to do with this emphasis in college? That is a great question because I'm still figuring it out. Um, At this point, I, I feel like in high school, I dedicated myself to just like following the track that would sort of like just get me to where I am today. And I say that to say like, I took all the basic courses, like take this calculus course so you get AP credit. Like not because I actually liked calculus. And so I really, no matter what I do, I just want to be doing something that feels natural to me, something that I actually enjoy. It's honestly been hard like choosing classes and feeling okay with choosing things that are fun because I'm like I feel like I'm doing something wrong but uh no like (laughs) I should enjoy what I'm doing and have a fun time 
Um, so as far as journalism goes, um, I'm currently planning on choosing magazine writing as my emphasis area. Um, thankfully, that lends itself to investigative reporting, um, which is something that like really, really interests me. I want to give back. Like I want to feel like I'm giving to people with what I'm writing. And something that inspired me a lot was an investigative piece that NPR did about um, the high infant mortality rate in black women. And I think that was like the first time I read about an issue that like, I was like, whoa, like I could totally relate to this. Like I'm not having kids anytime soon, but I mean, it just talked about like weathering and societal pressures and how that literally like wears physically on a person. And like, I just think that being able to write those types of things and get those things out there and like maybe insight change, I don't know, you know, where it could go, but to be able to do that would be really humbling, really cool. Um, as far as film production goes, I love movies and I especially love like those moments in movies where like everything just works. I admire it so much and I'm honestly like afraid of being a film production major because I'm scared that I'm never going to learn how to make those moments for people, but I feel like I should at least try. Um, so yeah, we'll see where that goes. No idea. So you love movies. You have to have a favorite. What's your favorite movie of all time? Oh my gosh, that's so hard. It's like trying to tell someone what their, what their favorite song is, but hands down, <laughs> the absolute best movie ever is The Lion King. I mean, it's just a classic. The music is amazing. Hans Zimmer, love him as a composer. He makes awesome scores. Um, and the story is just so like real and cute and like it's just a great film. I love it. You talked about how you love like a specific moment in movies and how it all comes together. What's that moment in The Lion King that just comes together for you and just like puts everything in a perfect package? My favorite moment in The Lion King is when Simba is coming back from the, uh, what's it called, like the shadow land or whatever, the outlands or whatever, where he wasn't supposed to go. And his dad is like, you know, you really disappoint me today. And then like, basically like, um, when Mufasa tells him like, like being brave doesn't mean just go looking for trouble. And uh, he says like, I was really scared. And then they start like running through the field and like the music just like builds to this really like warm moment. And it kind of foreshadows Mufasa's death at the same time. So I think it's just like a really good moment um, that like kind of shows the bond between like a father and a son, but also shows what can happen when you lose a father and everything like that, so. You've been very, um, you know, intricate in like dissecting all the music. So I wanted to ask you about like your musical talents. Why don't you tell the audience about like the stuff you do here at Mizzou in terms of like band and music? Um, so I've played trumpet for, oh geez, uh, it'd be nine years now. Um, that sounds like a really long time. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm in the university band at Mizzou. It's been a very fun time. It's very low pressure, which I kind of appreciate. 
Um, in high school, I ended up like landing some pretty high chairs um, just because of like other seniors graduating and stuff. And I always felt a lot of pressure uh, to play very well. Um, but in this setting, it's literally just for people that want to play music and continue, you know, using their instrument, even if they're not a music major. So that's been really fun. Um, I honestly enjoy listening to other people, like, while I'm playing. Um, sometimes I'll just, like, close my eyes and listen, because, I don't know, music can just do a lot of cool things. It's so, like, unexplainable, like, just how, you know, creative it can be, how special it is, like, how a sound can, like, turn into music, and, like, where does that line fall? Sorry, I'm getting, like, really deep right now. <laughs> but I love music and making it, so, yeah. You talked about the difference between playing in college and high school and how it's more of a low-pressure band and organization for you now. Does that allow you to appreciate playing or just enjoy playing music more than it did in high school? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, like, not to, like, dig on high school. I did love, like, my band experience in high school, but <laughs> I know, like, oh, no, much love to uh, all the bandos um, back at Freeport. Bandos. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I think the nice thing about college is that everyone is going on like a completely different like trajectory and then like one Tuesday night we all come together to play band like I sit next to a sports management like major I know other people are like computer science and some of them are music majors but I think it's just a really relaxed setting um that doesn't like that like doesn't require you to be like super intense and super all in I think in high school like there's like a pressure to like excel and be the best because you know after high school you want to get accepted into colleges you want to have leadership positions all that stuff but like in this setting like everyone's just struggling to get their degree um no one's really trying to like be the best and like out you know play each other so um yeah i think that's what kind of makes it a little bit more relaxed is playing music something you want to continue for the rest of your life yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, my band instructor always just, you know, told us that, like, it's it's just a very good skill that honestly helps your brain because um, you're using all the parts of your brain at the same time. And it's, like, one of the only activities that allows you to do that, I guess, because it's, like, you're being creative while also being mechanical um, with just playing the right notes. So... Yeah, if I have the opportunity to, I would love to, you know. It doesn't have to take up too much time, so why not? You talked about how you made a lot of friends, like, from different areas of study or just different walks of life through band. I, we know that you're in a, a church group as well, and you made a lot of friends there who are different majors, different backgrounds as well. So how has religion and faith played a role in your life or just even in your college life? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think, um, so I'm a disciple in the Church of Christ here, um, and our campus ministry is called Alpha Omega, and I think, like, faith in general just adds a lot of meaning to my life. I feel like, um, like, this world is just so crazy and beautiful and huge and hard to understand, and I think faith and 
believing in God in general helps me to like put everything in perspective. Um, it gives me a purpose that I feel like is so great and like so much bigger than myself. And yeah, I mean, it's just so fulfilling for me. Um, and I think in college life, it helps to center me too. Um, just giving me something greater like to live for and it helps me focus my goals and yeah I honestly in my intro you guys gave me you said like I'm like super nice and blah 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 but for me yeah I guess but for me like being faithful is just like a by like being nice is a byproduct of that um and I give credit to that more than just like me just being naturally kind I guess so yeah you talked about like faith and religion helping you focus on your goals. What are some of those goals like you have for your life? Like I said, like with like investigative journalism, I want to be able to give back. And so if I like incorporate faith into that, like I think a lot of like the mission that like I follow um, is to like help the overlooked and the forgotten and to truly care about you know those people that's something that like Jesus definitely did while he was you know still here and so I want to continue to do that for people I I really appreciate the fact that investigative journalism like really can do that with writing um and so I really hope that I can do that for someone someday um, I'm not sure who, but like, I'm really hope like, I, I think that will reveal itself over time, but I think that's what sort of shapes my goals, being able to help people that need the help and that society just isn't really giving them the attention that they need. So, uh, yeah. How much of your want to help others is kind of inspired by like where you grew up around because I know like we were both grew up around like Rockford Illinois especially is like a very um, poor place and has a lot of crime so do you want to elaborate a little more on that yeah absolutely um definitely when you're surrounded by situations that are not as you know privileged as yours it makes you like, I feel like there's either two routes you could take. You could either just kind of write it off as like, oh, like that's life. Uh, I'm glad I got the better end of the stick. So I'm just gonna keep on doing me. Like it's not my, like, you know, like not taking responsibility for it. Or there's another like route you can take where you're like, you know, like I don't have to hold myself personally responsible, but like while I'm here, what can I do? Um, and so, yeah, there's, it's definitely a little rough, uh, around where we live. And I think knowing that, uh, can kind of inspire you to like really keep your roots in the back of your mind, like as you're moving forward. Um, and yeah, I mean, thankfully, you know, I've, I've great family, great home, you know, I love my community, but there's issues. Um, there's a lot of issues and a lot of hurt and just awful things that happen to people um, in our area and we need to address them and if I can in any way I will and hope that things can happen to make things better. 
So when you continue with your career, do you see yourself going back home and trying to help the people there, or do you see yourself moving somewhere else? Well, being so close to like Chicago and Rockford, um, or at least like growing up there, I feel like it's kind of natural for me to go back to that area. Um, you know, I would never rule anything out. Um, I think being close to home would be good for me because I'm sort of a homebody. Uh, but like, I do plan to like study abroad to Tokyo, which is going to be crazy. So uh, who knows? Like, I could go back to Chicago. I could go across the globe. I like to travel to like some places. I've never done international travel before, so I don't know. Um, but I definitely, I think, like I mentioned, the NPR article. I am very interested in um, helping women of color. Um, in some way, just highlighting those issues, um, black women, but also you know all women of color. Um, so we'll see. Maybe that'll take me to Chicago. Who knows? What makes you want to study abroad in Tokyo? Um, I love Asian culture. Um, this is not a secret to anyone. <laughs> But I absolutely love BTS. Um, there we go. Yeah, I know. Everyone's like, that's the only reason why. And I'm like, okay, like, I think it's, okay, anyways. <laughs> this is not going to be a 10-minute rant of me defending my love for uh, K-pop. But, um, yeah, I think Asian cultures is really cool. Um, I think it's like, I think Asian Americans particularly, in particular are like sort of a minority group in America that we don't really talk about very much. I mean, I feel like the stereotype of like the super duper like intelligent Asian person is a trope that's been so overused in like movies, film, all that stuff. And I think like even things like yellow fever and just concepts that like really like objectify Asian Americans kind of like it's just something that I would love to like dig deeper into and um, just sort of explore. Um, so I think that's one reason why I really love to go to Tokyo. Um, it's like such a cool city. I'd love to see it and just be completely immersed in it. Um, but yeah, I would just love to have that experience. All right, as Jared Fish would say, we're gonna shift gears here and... Um, <laughs> Ask you some more fun, lighthearted questions. Oh, good. I'm like sweating. <laughs> yeah, you, you did good. You did yeah. good with the hard balls. <laughs> um, this is always my favorite one to ask. Um, what famous person, past or present, do you wish you could have lunch with? Ooh. Oh my gosh. That's kind of cool. Um, okay. I think, I don't know how famous he is. But I would love to have lunch with um, C.S. Lewis. Um, he's the guy that wrote all the Narnia books. He's just so super duper insightful about stuff. And fun fact, he died on my birthday. As that is so fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he died on the day that JFK was assassinated. So. Which is also your birthday. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, C.S. Lewis was JFK. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I wrote a paper about him. Seems like a cool guy. Man, like, this is a really good question. Because, like, it makes me think of, like, the celebrities. Like, 
I would love to have lunch with BTS. Wouldn't be able to talk to them, really. Like, it would be an ordeal, but just that would be out. cool. Yeah. Yes. I just have them sing for me. I don't know. Now, on the topic of food, Oof. if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pizza. Hands down. There's so there's so many different ways you can make it. I mean, okay, just last night we had cheeseburger pizza, Philly cheesesteak pizza, um, chicken Alfredo. Like I love it. It might might just be because like I love like Chicago deep dish and like that. You know, like it just makes me really excited. But yeah, like I think I could do it. Sticking with that real quick, does Colorado pizza exist? Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to break people's hearts over this one. I don't think it exists, and I, I don't think it exists because Jake Fine makes the really good point that if you can't go somewhere and ask for Colorado-style pizza, unless you're in Colorado, it doesn't make it a thing. For uh, people who don't know, uh, Colorado-style pizza is basically just the, what the crust is dipped in honey. And it's like a little fluffier, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but our friend Jake Reed, he was on some of the season one episodes, he uh, will defend to his grave that Colorado pizza is a thing. But as Caitlin just said, it's, it's not. It's, it's just, yeah, you know, take my word for it. Apparently, <laughs> I, like, have the final say for some reason. But... For today. Yeah, for today. You know, like, it, it will probably change. But for some reason, it's just such a debate among everyone here. And, like, I'm for it, but it's just so funny. I feel like you guys can, like, lose friends over this. I don't know. Sticking with some fun questions, we were just watching Spider-Man. You're a huge movie fan. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Ooh. <laughs> Can you hit that one more time? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. I think I would like to, like, stop time. And, like, not in, like, the crazy, like, ooh, I just want to control time and, like, go back. No. I mean, like, because you can, like, stop time and then, like, you Mess know, piece someone up if you need to. And then, <laughs> yeah, I can say the cool kids lingo. You know that? Um, <laughs> Did Caitlin McElroy just said she would beat someone up? Because <laughs> the most violent I've ever heard her be. Okay, you can't, like, talk about, like, Spider-Man and, like, Marvel and defending the universe and not make me think about, like, saving the day. It's just, like, the extreme I go to, I guess. But, yeah, like, I think that would be pretty cool. We, we've talked about stopping time before just for the pure, like, I wake up in the morning, I want three more hours of sleep. <laughs> Stop time, sleep for three hours, get up. Or, like, you don't have enough time to do homework. Stop time. It's practical. You can use it for many beneficial reasons, <laughs> not just piecing someone up. It definitely seems to me like it could be used as the most selfish superpower. <laughs> like, like you're talking about like saving the day, and Andrew's like, yeah, I'm going to have like a superpower, but just use it so I can get my homework done. <laughs> you you got it yourself first. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like... You could have a superpower 
use it for good, but also take advantage of it for personal gain, you know? Treat yourself. Yeah, treat, treat yourself. yourself. <laughs> Spider-Man, treat yourself. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll ask a fun question. <laughs> These are so much better. <laughs> you did really good with the other questions, though. Yeah, you were killing this shit. Our transitions were good. Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> Y'all wish you could see me dancing right now. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, I know. It's okay. So this is, you know, sticking with some more fun. Did you have imaginary friends when you were little? And if so, tell us about them. Um, full disclosure, no. Uh, I, like, I don't know. I'm trying to, that's just not fun. I mean, I had a lot of real Disappointing. friends. Disappointing. Disappointing. I mean... Caitlin just flexed on you so hard. <laughs> she was... I had real friends. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, me and my sister are only two years apart, so we grew up with each other, and we spent, like, every waking minute together. And, um, yeah, I just had a lot of friends in elementary and middle school and high school and now you guys are my friends (laughs) friendship you played like no like me and my brother used to play like leagues of imaginary people in our basement (laughs) in basement basketball like yeah just nobody no one i wasn't that physically inclined so making leagues of like basketball no i think the most imaginary thing that me and my sister did was like crawl around on the couches and pretend there was lava on the floor <laughs> like you know i don't know i'm sorry i don't mean to diss your your you and your brother's it's okay fun. It's, okay. it's okay i'm sorry <laughs> all right all right then we gotta go with another fun one do you okay i'll i'll, I'll hit you with another one <laughs> Jared blew this one, so we have to ask you, what three things would you bring to de- a deserted island? Ooh. Okay. Now, now we... Jared, this is assumed... Like, Apparently, everything is taken care of. Necessities are taken care of. I was oh, thinking, like, survival Because I, I legit was about like, to... water knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, hey, hey, hey. I was literally about to say water. Like, I literally... That was, like, going to be... You the... can't ask that question. Like, assume people aren't going to be, like, Bear girls mode. Like, all right, I'm going to skin, like, this little squirrel alive. <laughs> okay, so just to clarify... On this island, I have everything I need to survive. Yes, what fun, say, what fun things do you want? It's basically yeah. a vacation, and you have an no, island by like, yourself. It's like... How to occupy yourself for on an yeah, island. It's like your three favorite things to do, basically. It's like if you were, like, isolated, and you could only do three things for the rest of your life. Wow. Oh. Type thing. Oh, my gosh. Type thing. Okay, well, I would... Definitely. Oh, but there wouldn't be Wi-Fi. <laughs> so I was gonna say I bring my phone and just. We'll, get, we'll give you Wi-Fi. We'll give. Oh, I can have Wi-Fi. Okay, well I definitely bring my phone because I need to like listen to music, and maybe I can SOS. I don't know. <laughs> that that ruins the question, doesn't it? Um, I would definitely like. Probably, no more Wi-Fi. Take it away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would bring my Bible. And I want a church girl to go to church <laughs> and, and read your Bible. Yeah, I mean, I know I like definitely walked into that one. And 
I don't know. Oh, my dog, Lily. <laughs> like, I would hate to make her suffer, too. You're not suffering. This is a vacation. Oh, right, 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 right. I have all my necessities. But, like, yeah, like, you know, like that one movie with the guy and the volleyball and what? Yeah. Cast one. Yeah, don't want that to happen. If you have a dog, you're good. I hope. Okay, you kind of hinted at it here. <gasps> But you're, you're pretty known to quote vines <gasps> in your daily life. So give me, like, favorite or even top three vines of all time. Okay. A potato. <laughs> that's, no, that's not correct. Um, oh, I literally just quoted one. <laughs> that's funny. Um, definitely the one that goes... Um, um, I've never been to Uvu Jobber. And then it goes, dee, dee, dee. yeah, that's a great one. Um, man, there's so many. Um, I really like the one Gabe Gundacker when he's shooting a basketball. He goes, this one is to end racism. And it like doesn't go in. He turns around to the screen and just like grimaces. Love that one. Um, another one would probably be... Oh. That's not really a vine though. It's like a minute long video. But you know what? That is a we'll we'll, we'll allow it. Cause yeah. Oh, you run the show now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the one uh, I had a grot Tim while I was chicken crit. I had lots of a on my face. Yeah, I yeah that one is also gold. All right, after that. R.I.P. Vine segment. Can you hit us with a little childhood memory that just sticks out? Like your favorite childhood memory. It could be with family, friends, just whatever. Aw, yeah, absolutely. Um, so me and my brother uh, spent like a lot of time. Well, not spent a lot. Like we bonded a lot over like, it was going to sound really nerdy, but like he liked to play like uh, Zelda and stuff. So like my favorite like childhood memory is just I was like too afraid to like play anything on my own because like man those monsters are scary to this day they will give me nightmares I cannot will not um so my one of my favorite like childhood memories is just like sitting with him in the basement literally waking him up in the morning so like that he could play and i could just sit and watch and like we would do that for like hours and like i would look up like the cheat codes and be like okay david now go to this place and he'd be like okay and like he probably already knew what to do on his own but i think he just wanted me to feel like a part of it so yeah all right well i think that does it for us is there anything else you'd like to tell the people before we wrap up here Closing words. Well, I just want to thank you guys for interviewing me. This has been so fun. I love that you guys, you know, have a podcast. Definitely everyone continue to watch Rest of Season 2. Support them. They're doing great work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, like. Fuel our egos. (laughs) No, like, seriously. This is awesome. Um, I love, you know, just listening to this show. And yeah, definitely. uh, 
yeah, I'm looking forward to continuing my education here at Mizzou, and hopefully I can, like, do something worthwhile one day. So thanks, you guys. Well, we have no doubt that you will do something worthwhile, Caitlin. We appreciate you coming on today. We love talking to you. Uh, keep rocking. <laughs> You're awesome. All right. It was a grot Tim. It was a grot Tim. Tim. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday. But for now, peace. Peace.